They're all about how you change in not necessarily a positive way once you're pregnant. That is what these five movies are about. Does anybody remember who did that song that they were singing to each other from the 80s, Wouldn't It Be Good? Anyone? Anyone? Like the very last shot, you're like, the fuck? Done. Credits. Welcome, welcome. It's Fright Club Live. We are back out at Gateway Film Center, our home away from home, right here on the Ohio State University campus. And yes, the kids are back. They are. Thank you for braving the high street crowds. (laughs) It's amazing what 55-some thousand people will do uh, on a Friday night to crowd it up, but... We're glad you're here. That's uh, a fun one. We're going to talk about The Baby Made Me Do It. That's right. And see uh, one, of the, one of the examples, one of the movies that we talked about. So uh, it should be fun. It should be. I think that it should be fun. So last month was our classic for the year. We showed Hour of the Wolf. Uh, and I think that that went pretty well. It was a gorgeous movie. Um, I had a great Instagram conversation with Brent. Um, I'm holding up my paper so I can do the, this quote right. He said that it reminded him of a quote, art is the plaything for the rich and so are artists, which I think is a great read of that movie. For that movie, yeah. And one of the things that I always thought about that movie is that sort of it seemed to me that it was Bergman's comment on like his fight not to become commercial, which mm-hmm. I think also kind of plays into the those mm-hmm. themes right there. But I thought that that was a that was a great read on that. No, movie. No, there's a lot of different reads I think for that movie and really for all Bergman. But that's a, that is a very uh, relevant quote. And by the way, I know there's some first timers here tonight. She is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And we're from MadWolf.com. We are here every second Friday of the month doing Fright Club Live. And uh, if it is your first time here, we hope you come back uh, because we have a good time. Yeah. Once a month, kind of varying it up a little bit, and it was pretty serious with Bergman last month, but we're going to lighten the mood. We are going this month to. For sure. We are going to, for sure. I do, though, I also want to point out that Seth, based on a recommendation, uh, got Sorce- or Sensuous Sorceress, which is a, a Swedish horror movie from the 70s that I had forgotten about, and I remember thinking to myself, I bet Seth would like this. And then, luckily enough, he wrote a review of it, so I know how he feels about it, and I'm glad. <laughs> That, that worked out. I would have felt bad if I saw it. It was like four stars. I'm like, oh, no. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yay. Also, since we uh, last spoke, um, Hope, you guessed it on uh, Jamie Ray, our friend Jamie I Ray's did. Fave, Fave five, 5 from Fans, from fans podcast. Yes. And you guys talked about Tough Mothers. We did talk about Tough Mothers, which is a very fun podcast to have. He's, I mean, it's just, he's, it's always such a good podcast. It's always so upbeat because it's, every single one is about something that he loves and he finds somebody else who loves it too. The two of you are going to do the Flintstones at some yeah. point. Yeah. Any other Flintstones fans in here? Not a one. Yes, there are. <laughs> Stop it right now. Yes. Love me some Flintstones. So it's been a, re- it's been a reason for me over the last couple of weeks to, to dig out the DVD yeah. set and start digging into my favorite episodes. Uh, yeah, so hopefully- he has the complete Flintstones. He has the complete Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think, uh, without getting off on a tangent here, I think for Flintstones fans, it really... You find out what people think of before Gazoo and after Gazoo, because <laughs> that's really the line of demarcation for the of the Flintstones. But that's that's for another time. But we also like Jamie and his podcast because he he has said on more than one occasion that he was inspired to get into podcasting because of this podcast. So we also, l- we just like him because he's a good dude. He is a good he dude. He is a good dude, he, and, and he, it's a fun. It is a fun podcast. It is uh, fun to be on, fun to listen to. Tonight we've got some horror movie fun to talk about. And these are some of these are pretty pretty obscure. They I are. can always tell when I'm looking ahead 
I'm looking ahead. I'm always looking ahead to editing the podcast and getting the trailers that I'm going to put in uh, to the podcast once we edit it. And I don't think I had maybe four, one of these already had, which yeah. means we haven't talked about four out of five of these. No. So, so that's good. I mean, you're mining some new territory here. <laughs> yes, I was. And it's a fun topic for me. The baby made me do it. So it's the whole the whole ep- the whole episode is about uh, horror films that focus on what pregnancy turns a pregnant woman into. So it's not about like the baby afterwards, you know, and it's not about how they got pregnant necessarily. It's about just like the women during pregnancy. Uh, and the, one of the reasons that I <laughs> yeah. am prone to like these, I really hated being pregnant. Yeah. Um, I like being a parent very much. I've liked it from the start, but I hated being pregnant so much. I'm claustrophobic and I felt like the, a witness, you're going to huh? get a hallelujah. Oh no, no I'm sorry. Uh, I was just going to point out to the top because if it was based on her experience, that title would be the baby made me want to slap the shit out of somebody <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. There was reason. There was always reason. First of all, people touch you. They just, they just, they just put, they lay hands on you out of nowhere. And I just, and then I would touch them back with great aggression and think, I'm the same angry person that you knew a month ago. What in the fuck possessed you just now? And I remember threatening to to, to push my manager down the stairs just flippantly. I said, I'll knock you down the stairs. Um, I was a, I waited tables at the time. And um, the, the I was I was pregnant for nine and a half full months. He was two full weeks late. And I had that that sickness that you have where it's like morning sickness only is 24 hours a day for nine and a half months. Like I was never, ever not <laughs> nauseous. And I worked in a restaurant, so I was constantly around the smell of food. So when you talk about that, that pregnancy glow, it was more like the red glow of rage. Yeah, it was. Uh, 24-7. So it was a fun time in yeah, the house. But the only story I want to tell, just tell this one story, because I waited tables and I was at this table and this table over here kept going, miss, miss. And I, I barked at him, and I don't mean to say that I like metaphorically barked at him. I said to my table, "Give me a second. I literally <laughs> made barking noises at a table. And, and that's one of the great things though, about being pregnant. You can get away with shit. You can get away with anything. So if there's one lesson to learn from my miserable nine and a half months is that if you're pregnant, get away with whatever you can get away with because you can. <laughs> Milk it. You can get away with anything. I personally am terrified of pregnant people. So anyway, that was what uh, possessed me to sort of narrow down this topic. And the funny, one of the funniest things about it is that there's a movie called Baby Blood. Um, it's also sometimes called The Evil Inside, but there are like 19 movies called The Evil Inside. So look up Baby Blood. It's French. It's from 1989-90. You'll see like different, uh, some, some places say it's 89, some places say it's 90. It's nuts. It starts off as like a circus sideshow movie. So that's always a plus. Then there's like this ratty ass like tiger thing that they sort of bring in. Then there's this big parasitic worm. Next thing you know, there's this a very prompt big pregnant belly that is also telling the the mother to to murder people in French. But what's really um, that I find the most entertaining, it's almost like Pinky in the Brain. It, it's like it's like the brain because it's just like this megalomaniac about how he's going to rule the universe, and it's really quite <laughs> funny. Anyway, it's a nuts movie, but it's not actually by any stretch, a good movie. So it's it's not one of the ones we're going to talk about. But I, I it's like I all, there's like six or different times I've thought, well, we'll get baby blood in there, and then we never do. Because, again, it's not very good. Um, and then if you're looking for one that's not very good, um, I'm trying to think of what this one's called. 
Also, well, before you leave Baby Blood. In Seminoid. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, Baby Blood also features the voice of Gary Oldman. Yes, it does. Um, and in Seminoid, is, is, it's like it's an alien, and then she starts eating other people. And so it's, it's, a, it's a good, like, schlocky, bad movie to watch. So they're both, they're both much fun, but they didn't make the final list. Yeah, but keep in mind, too, this is The Baby Made Me Do It, because I know earlier at Happy Hour, we were talking about the movie Inside, which has a lot to do with pregnancy, but not about the baby so much making anybody yeah, do no, anything. Yeah, no, it's not about, no. Th these are all about, I mean, not every single one. I mean, uh, they're all about how you change in not necessarily a positive way once you're pregnant. That is what these five movies are about. Good enough. And we're going to show one of them tonight, and it's a lot of fun. So let's get at it. Um, how about number five? And this was a newbie we haven't talked about before. I, I'll be honest, I hadn't heard of this one before. This one's from 2018. In a desolate community full of drug-addled Marines and rumors of kidnapping, a wild-eyed stoner named Lou wakes up after a wild night of partying with symptoms of a strange illness and recurring visions as she struggles to get a grip on reality while stories of conspiracy spread. This one is called Anti-Birth. Whatever's inside of me is infecting my brain. <laughs> my body. Fuck! Are you having difficulty remembering things? You feel like, like somebody switched the channel. Wait. Maybe Gabriel knows someone who's seen something like this before? Yeah, I don't think anyone's seen something like this before. It's time. Ah! You should be proud, Lou. Guess I've just always been a real overachiever. It seems like in the last, I don't know, few years, Natasha Lyonne has kind of gotten a, a long overdue due. Yes. And this just seems like a perfect role for her just to dig into in this in the, the craziness of it. Oh, yeah. I think all you really need to know is, yeah, Natasha Lyonne and, and Chloe Sevigny. Um, right there, you should know right now, I want to see it or I don't want to see it. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, it's it, it feels very improvisational. I, I feel like they just sort of kind of said whatever came to mind in these worst situations there are plot holes galore but it's it's it, you you sort of forgive it because it's just so drug addled and nasty and funny um in this sort of you know uh, just really sort of poverty stricken horrible life of partying that feels weirdly authentic in the middle of like all of these sort of flashbacks to Chuck E. Cheese kind of alien <laughs> being Chuck E. Cheese places. It's very interesting. And Natasha Lyonne, Lou, she is just a riot. And they they run with that. It's like it's almost as if as they were filming, they just kind of shaped the narrative around the character that that Lou was becoming. Um, so it is and it's short, too. It's, it's a pretty it's a qu pretty quick in and out. But it's a lot of times a movie will get to like the climax and then it'll give you a little bit of time to digest that before you move on. Nope. Like the very last shot, you're like, the fuck? Done. Credits. Oh, okay. <laughs> Leave <laughs> so, it on a high that's note. That's right. It, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, as you could tell from the trailer, she doesn't exactly follow a doctor's care when she, <laughs> when she learns that she's pregnant, which might uh, lead to some of the craziness. But that one is uh, from 2016, number five on our list, Anti-Birth. Yep. You said after birth. Come on. <laughs> All right, move up to number four. This one from 2014. A newlywed couple finds their lake country honeymoon descend into chaos 
after Paul finds B wandering and disoriented in the middle of the night. It's honeymoon. What's going on with you? You feel distant, different. Did something happen in the woods? They're mosquito bites. They don't look like bug bites. You're acting crazy. You should leave. You're not safe. What's going on? We need to leave. You can't. Where did you put the keys? Where are the keys? Who's out there? We shine in the light. I want to protect you. Where's my wife? You look like her, but you're not her. Something bad happened to me in the woods. This is the feature debut for director Lee Janiak, who has gone on to do the Fear Street series. Have you guys seen the Fear Street series? We, yeah, yeah. Right, we like yeah. that one very so much. So fun. They, yeah. they were so fun. But this was her debut. And it's a fun movie. It's not a fun movie, actually. It's it's a very creepy, like slow, you know, brooding kind of a movie. Um, it's very well made. And I think uh, while there is a, a super sort of horrifying pregnancy involved in this, um, I think that what it really taps into, which I think is probably why it's called Honeymoon, is uh, like the idea of once, like the minute you're married, like, do I even know this person? Right. Or who am I now? Like, I don't even mm. know who I am now. And that's what I think this movie explores really well in sort of a um, let's scare Jessica to death kind of an atmosphere. We're like on their honeymoon, you know, they're like in this town, like, is there something so wrong with this town? Like, what the fuck is happening right now? So I think it is, it's mostly atmospheric. There's not, not a ton happens. You have to kind of follow really closely what's going on. The performances though are great. And, uh, um, and then there's just this scene in this rowboat that is very, very, very effective. Like you've come to to like one of the characters so much that the rowboat scene, I'm not saying it's Fredo, but it's it's good. <laughs> um, it's good. You so broke anyway, my heart. I know it. Oh, you broke my heart. <laughs> um, uh, Lee Janiak, who also co-wrote it, has said that she and her co-writer uh, hit on the idea. They were inspired by the horror movie Monsters from 2010. Yeah. I know it's a favorite of a lot of people yeah. here at Fright Club. Uh, and then got the ball rolling on that and cast um, Rose Leslie as the lead there after seeing Downton Abbey, both Downton Abbey and Game of Thrones. Neither of which we've seen, but every British actor is in one or the other. <laughs> you could just guess that, oh, probably in Game of Thrones. It's tougher to know with the women because with dudes, you're like bearded, Game of Thrones, not bearded, <laughs> Downton Abbey. With, with women, it's like, uh, I don't know. She could go either way. And in this case, she went both ways. I, and uh, yeah, I, I definitely get your, you can tell by the trailer. It's very atmospheric yeah. and creepy that yeah. way. And, you know, it, it shows you how a director can do that with just just atmosphere and just make you feel dread. Like yeah. something's just off. Yeah. Something's not right. For sure. Uh, and that's going on here with their honeymoon from uh, that is number four from 2014. Moving up to number three. This is one from just last year. And this I believe this made our best of the year uh, year horror end list, list in like, horror yeah. last year. Mm -hmm. uh, this is Valeria has long dreamed about becoming a mother. And after learning that she's pregnant, she expects to feel happy, yet something's off. This is Husera, the Bone Woman. Oh. 
This is a really creepy movie and is incredibly well made. Um, and it does so many things so well. Uh, I think one of the things that potentially sort of universal uh, anxieties that it hits on is, is what I was saying earlier, is that once you're pregnant, the whole world looks at you like you're a whole other person, like they've completely forgotten the person they've known your whole life, and you're this new thing. People are very controlling. They are very smothering. They talk about you like you're not in the room, and and uh, and like you don't have a violent streak and a love of murder, which is so dumb. Um, that was just me, though. But um, and it starts there, and it just sort of amplifies it. You know, the the as it opens up, you know that she's in trouble. Um, she's gone, like, climbed this mountain with her mother to have her womb blessed. There's this huge looming statue of the Blessed Mother. You're like, I don't, I don't see this going well. But then, you know, the longer it goes on, like, the bigger the picture becomes. And it's so anxious. It's so, like, like it just really cranks the screws, this movie does. Um, and she starts seeing this sort of evil being you know, um, which is a metaphor, but this movie handles metaphor so, so well. And the, the lead performance is just magnificent. And it's also a very sort of be who you are, uh, unapologetic pro LGBTQ, just do what's right for you kind of a movie, which was refreshing because usually what, especially in a horror movie, when the protagonist is a woman and she's pregnant, the whole movie just wants to convince her that what she wants to be is a mother. And that's why she's here. And this movie is like, fuck that. So, which I, it's the only one I can think of that's like that, especially for a, a, a Mexican film mm -hmm. for that. It seemed very bold to me that just that choice, but it all works together really well. It's just a great movie. And also props to the sound design and the Foley artist, because just the cracking, that cracking noise when they just kept saying it feels like your bones are breaking and you hear that noise. Oh, oh yeah, man. Yeah. And then the fact that they repeat, how many times do they repeat bleed, bleed from, the, from inside, the inside? Yeah. So you know something's happening there. They don't Nothing repeat that. Good. <laughs> they don't repeat that for no reason. Uh, so that is Husera, the Bone Woman, just from last year, mm -hmm. uh, number three. Okay, moving up to number two. Well, this is the one we're going to see tonight, so uh, we're not going to talk too much about it. But it's Widow Ruth, seven months pregnant when, believing herself to be guided by her unborn baby, she embarks on a homicidal rampage, dispatching anyone who stands in her way. Prevenge. Children these days are really spoiled. Like, Mommy, I want a PlayStation. Mommy, I want you to kill that man. <laughs> Negativity's not good for the baby's spirit, really. Do you think? <laughs> Alice Lowe, <laughs> who you might remember from movies like Sightseers, which is great. She was actually eight months pregnant uh, for the duration of the filming, and she wrote the film in about three and a half days. And she directed it. And she directed it. So and and um and starred in it. I mean, eight and a half months pregnant. Yeah, that is crazy. That makes me feel so lazy. <laughs> I was so tired. But yeah, we're not going to talk about it. I'm curious how many people have seen it. Two or wow, three. Wow, a lot of people Four. have not. Okay. Nice. Okay. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's a. It's it's funny. It's funny and fun. So I'm excited for you guys to see it, and of course to come down and tell us what yeah, you think. Yeah, please afterwards. come down after. Um, it, it should be fun because this is a. You know, we 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 try to. As you can tell, if you've been here more than once, lighten the mood after something that's super serious. So this should be fun to talk about. One hour and 28 minutes later. 
Does anybody remember who did that song that they were singing to each other from the 80s? Wouldn't it be good? Anyone? Anyone? Nick Kershaw. <laughs> I remembered. <laughs> what do we think? Fun? Yay. Yay. Although not everyone's clapping, but that's okay. Not everyone has to like it. But as you pointed out to me, that was her baby. Yes. At the end, that was her actual baby. Which is crazy to me. Three so, days Abby, old. Oh my God, that's insane. That was a cute baby. It really was. That was a cute baby. And you asked me while we were watching it, the, the movie that she kept watching. Yes. The black and I, white I movie. I knew I should know and I couldn't think of what it, it was. It is called Crime Without Passion oh, from 1934. The female characters are the Furies. With the mascara problems <laughs> that she could relate to. She's had those mascara problems. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's interesting as, as fun and lighthearted is, there's some serious issues at the heart of it. Oh, yeah. It's about grief and about, about trying, to, uh, trying to process, right? I mean, at the, the, the longer it goes on, the more they let you know what's happening. And, yeah. And I, think it's, I do think it's handled well. I mean, it is funny in this very wry and droll and sort of very droll untoward way. But, um, but the, yeah, there's a lot going on, you know, with her and with, and uh, to me, the, the end of it is, it's an interesting way to end the film. Cause you think maybe it's going in a certain direction mm -hmm. and then you're like, no, it's very, not at all. So, so yeah. it's very, uh, it's very interesting to me. And, um, and it actually kind of hurts my feelings that she wrote it in three days. That makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> makes me feel like I'm very dumb. Well, she was inspired. <laughs> well, she was on a deadline just like, um, yeah. <laughs> just like <laughs> she <right>. was. <laughs> she had a lot to get done in a very little amount of time. <laughs> and, of course, she, she, uh, um, the witch, the mom from the witch, is the woman that she kills yes. at the desk. Yeah. Yes, Ella. Who, uh, yeah, who, you know, she needs to die in everything, really. She was just <laughs> a terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She didn't get treated well, but she had an agenda. Uh, I like that it ends in that Halloween party, like mm -hmm. because it's sort of random. There's no particular reason for it, but it just gives us when she's like painting her face and talking to herself. And at the end, it, they don't explain why she's just got that crazy face on. But it's so distressing. It's so alarming. And then that he's Spider-Man and that his wife's yeah. the bump is the big spider web. And, yeah. you know, it's it's very sort of touching. Yeah. Um. Uh, I, I just, you know, I think that it went places. It's a fairly simple arc really the whole film is but i think that the the way that the information is sort of revealed to you is it's fascinating and, and it keeps you invested in what's going on as opposed to just being as it starts off it's like these creepy guys she's just murdering off these creepy guys mm -hmm. who are saying ridiculous things to somebody who's eight and a half months pregnant but then the you know the longer you get into it the more emotional it is and the more depth there is to it so i i just think it's for three and a half days incredibly well written Moving up to uh, number one, and this is fairly recent as well, from 2019, Hunter, a newly pregnant housewife, finds herself increasingly compelled to consume dangerous objects. As her husband and his family tighten their control over her life, she must confront the dark secret behind her new obsession, Swallow. So what did you do for money before you met my son? Retail, mostly. A lucky break. Well, I'm just real grateful. How does it make you feel when you swallow something? I just like the textures in my mouth. Textures in my mouth. It made me feel in control. In control. I just wanted to make you happy. You get back here with me! 
something unexpected today. It's appropriate uh, because we've got Nightmares Film Festival coming up right here at the Gateway uh, next month. Mm -hmm. This was a, a debut at Nightmares Film Festival a few years ago and a favorite that year. And it's one that we showed here at Fright Club we uh, did. two, three months ago. Yeah, a few like months that. ago, a few months back. Yeah. Um, it's just a beautiful, it's like a gorgeously made movie. And, uh, and Haley Bennett's performance is magnificent. And it's so uncomfortable. Um, but it surprised me the first time I saw it that a man had written and directed it yeah. because it's so Carlo empathetic. Mirabella Davis. Yeah. It's so, uh, it's so truly genuinely from the perspective of a woman who is losing all control of her life and her body and her, and her being and sort of these weird lengths that she'll go to, to kind of remind herself that she does control herself. Mm -hmm. um, it's a it's a brilliant movie. Yeah, and it's it's horror in the way it's very Hitchcockian. Um, it, it's a it's very it's it's psychological and it's very socially conscious yeah. uh, in, in what it's saying because like, like you're talking about she has to it's the only way that she can exert control and it just gets it, as the movie goes on her husband and especially her husband's family they just basically view her as a birthing vessel. Mm. And mm -hmm. the only possible way that she can fight back against that is to control her body and, and the, the fate of, uh, of, of the pregnancy. And, and it's fascinating, and for, especially from a, a, a male filmmaker's uh, point of view, that the choices that she makes and the, the uh, narrative steps the film takes are pretty, pretty subversive in ways. Yeah, I think so. I think that that's true. Um, but the, it's also, uh, as you always like to point out, like a gorgeous piece of visual storytelling. Yeah, oh, yeah, it is. The entire film is. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you didn't make it out to that Fright Club, highly recommend Swallow. Obviously, is our number one movie. Yeah, Haley Bennett is fantastic. She was also a producer. Um, Joe Wright, mm -hmm. who I, I believe is a producer there. A couple. They're, they're still together. Yeah, um, is the is a producer, and yeah, it's really really a smart bit of filmmaking. And uh, I don't know. I guess for some people, you, you bring it up, maybe have slipped through the cracks a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but it's still f fairly recent and definitely worth checking out. And that why that's why it is number one on our list of Baby Made Me Do It Horror. That is Swallow from 2019. All right, we just, oh yeah, we got a couple minutes to go to fire up this movie. So by all means, enjoy it. So looking ahead to next month. Ooh, well... Hope already told me today when we were recording our other podcast, The Screening Room, she told me that it is officially spooky season. It is. That's correct. You all know that. We're not waiting until October. She My said, God. She said September 1st. September 1st. Okay. I think that's, that's universally accepted. That's I mean, the beginning I'm fine of with that. Yeah, that's the beginning of spooky season. I'm not season. fighting back you know, against that. No, I think actually by next year we're going to take over at least half of August. Okay. Who gives a shit about August? <laughs> but the point is, <laughs> next month for sure, yes. October, we're going to be deep in it. So yes, we are. So our Fright Club Live next month. We are going to show Lose the Flower of Evil. Just a quick check. Has anybody seen that movie? Nobody. Yes. Very nice. excited. And, and it, it's going to be on Friday, October 13th. Yes, now, it is. we did check with Taylor Swift, <laughs> and she said it was okay to open, to show our movie the same date as, as her movie is going to come out. So That's right. It's all cool with T Swizzle. That's right. And our topic is Backwoods Messiah. <sighs> 
Yeah, super creepy. Yeah. This is a gorgeous, this is a gorgeous, very weird movie. Um, and uh, I think it's going to be a fun one to watch with the crowd. Especially so, on Friday the 13th. Yeah, especially on Friday the 13th. Deep in the spooky season. All right, but that is next month. So we got Prevenge. Come on down. We'll talk about it after. We'll get you on the podcast. And uh, we look forward to uh, hearing what you have to say. We'll get this edited and fixed in post-production. That's right. And all this, all the little, the glitches we had will just magically melt away. The important thing is it worked. The trailers played. <laughs> you heard the audio on the trailers. It was very exciting. That's right. We love to be back in House 4. So you can find this on, uh, well, obviously it'll be on all of our socials. You can find us uh, at Mad Wolf on Twitter. And <laughs> she won't let me call it the new name. No. Uh, Mad Wolf Columbus on Facebook and Instagram and threads and the main website. You can find us at madwolf.com. And, of course, don't forget on also Fright Club Pod on That's Twitter. Right. And... As if we didn't have enough, we've got the uh, exclusive Fright Club podcast group on Facebook. So a bunch of ways. Join up. A bunch of ways to keep in touch. We hope you will. Enjoy the film. We'll talk to you after. Until then and until next month, next podcast, she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And this is the Fright Club podcast. Yay, enjoy. Thank you so much. We're going to cover up these lights.